0: Welcome to Bitstorm, a comedy game design podcast by two guys who know nothing about comedy nor game design. I'm Trevor Scott, and with me, as always, is Ben Slinger. Hello. Hello. Welcome
1: to this week's episode. Uh, So, we thought we'd do something a little bit different that we've only done once or twice uh, on this episode.
0: I will say twice.
1: It has been twice. Only once with the two of us, and once with a guest, and that is a segment. Well, I, we say segment, but it takes up the whole sh- whole show uh, called AGDDQ, which is Adventure Game Design Done Quick, and
0: uh, and it's not really quick. I mean, we sort of do it in an hour. I mean, it's quicker well, I than think normal, it's quicker but- than
1: most people design adventure games. Yeah. <laughs> uh yeah. So the, the idea of this is, you know, we are both big fans of point and click adventure games. Uh, the classic LucasArts and Sierra type stuff, the newer things. This kind of came about this week because I just played through Wadget Eyes Unavowed, which is a, a really fantastic new point and click adventure. Uh, t- you know, takes a lot from those older games, but, but Wadget I do a really good job of, of writing really interesting characters and, and they're, you know, mixing serious and, you, you know, comedic, Themes and uh, they do quite a good job. So that's kind of what has got me onto it this week. And I thought, hey, let's let's do one.
0: Okay. So the way this is going to work is I'm going to pitch an idea at Ben. Ben's going to pitch an idea at me. We'll talk about them for about ten minutes or so, um, and then we'll choose whichever one we like.
1: Yeah, which which one we think we can then develop. And the goal will be to do a bit more of a deeper dive than we usually do, you know, like our click pictures and stuff, uh, and, and specifically around the characters, the story and even the puzzles, uh, sort of try to, try to figure out that critical path of the puzzle tree from the beginning to end, what the story is. Uh, yeah. And, and so because we're doing it in an hour, we try to keep it down to, uh, you know, the scope fairly small, uh, probably one or two or three. Screens or rooms total, most likely. Yep. Uh, you know, minimal characters for the most part, uh, and uh, yeah, we we'll just sort of see how we get through it. So, do you do you want to pitch your idea first, Trevor?
0: Okay, so this this afternoon, I was at a barbecue event, mm-hmm. and I got to thinking, "Ooh, what if you were a guy that sort of stumbled across a barbecue? You were invited in, but it turns out that there were some." Seedy characters at this barbecue.
1: Mm-hmm. Buns with seeds, <laughs> multigrain <Yes>. characters. <laughs> um,
0: the idea being that maybe this barbecue is actually a cover for some espionage going on, and to not get not get caught up I mean, in it, like N- not not, not, to, not to not to be too suspicious. They sort of they realize that hey, this this guy may think this is a bit weird. Oh, let's bring him under, under our, right, so under our wing as a- Bring as you a, into it? Uh, bring you in or like a to not raise, raise suspicion and to and to not have, you know, other people come looking. Right. As such.
1: Okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, so, when you said barbecue, and because you you were at a barbecue today, um, I was kind of thinking it was a bit more of like, it's actually is a company barbecue for the company you work for, but mm-hmm. there's just sort of these uh, secrets and things that come out- at this barbecue over the course of the the day, that there's sort of some, you know, corporate espionage or, like, insider trading or something going on, like something shifty oh, yeah. among- amongst, like, the executives, uh, and you sort of get mixed up in that as a low-level employee. Uh, and maybe it's, you know, like, it could be really high-stakes sort of thing, like, this is big business and they're fucking huge, horrible capitalists who will kill to keep their, you know, business afloat or whatever.
0: Um. um- I mean, where where I was sort of originally going to take it was was more around the um, you have to plan a barbecue, uh, so planning the um the activities and that sort of stuff, and and just more around oh you you've got to bring this person in and invite this person because if you don't invite this person, then they'll they'll get annoyed, and you know you can sort of have I, uh, the intellect. Yeah.
1: I, I think I just I think from a people. point of click adventure point of view, that's
0: kind not of quite the same. It's,
1: yeah it's not quite that same story based thing and and if you really do want to make it story based you there's a lot of character work that needs to be done there
0: yeah so I mean the, the crux of the thing was that you're actually setting this thing up so that your like brother or something could actually like be stealing diamonds from from this from this diamond exchange so right. you're sort of covering up your own crime by by giving giving you and your brother an alibi of being at this barbecue
1: right well i mean i think that can be done in a way, without having to go through the whole setup of it, like it could just be you start and you're at this barbecue, and and your goals are around, you know, manipulating, talking to people so that they are going to make sure that your alibi, like your brother has an alibi and that sort of thing, and you know, maybe even cuts back from the the barbecue to the heist itself. Uh, and but but you know, I think we generally want to stick to the classic kind of point and click adventure, um, inventory and dialogue puzzles because that's, yeah. that's sort of where we shine. Otherwise, That's it's, the wheelhouse. Yeah. And look, not, not to say that we can't do something a bit different, but I think the idea of this segment is is kind of to really, you know, it's such a, a good medium for telling interesting stories and having interesting characters yep. um, where, you know, it, it's it's sort of, it's almost the gameplay gets out of the way a bit, if you know what I mean. Um, yes. So that, so that we can kind of focus more on the story and characters. Um, yeah. Anyway, I, I think we could certainly develop that into something, whichever way we go. I think, Mm -hmm. I think as a sort of small, small area where it's like, here's the sort of barbecue area where they're cooking the food. And here's the, you know, area where they're playing, you know, forcing their employees to play team games like, you know, grass cricket and fucking frisbee or something. And, you know, over here is where they're, they're all eating and you can just sort of go between those places. And talk to the, the other employees or other or, or if we go that way or just the other members of the barbecue other um, guests of the barbecue mm-hmm. uh, yeah all right well I have a few ideas from literally almost two years ago when we
0: last did this one um,
1: but uh, uh, the same
0: ideas that <laughs> you've already brought to the table before
1: no, no, we didn't talk about them last time they're just in like okay. they're in my document've we uh, used
0: all mine from my document from that day
1: really <laughs> yeah well these was these are specifically for this. This uh, segment. So anyway, oh, yeah,
0: I just, I just repurposed mine. <laughs> right.
1: This one's more of just a location, so we can kind of have a think about what actually happens here. But you know, I'm thinking of of limited places you can uh, you can be, and so uh, basically, if you're trapped on a cruise ship, like in the cabin of a cruise ship, again, it's sort of you, you'll be able to give them limited limited spaces to go, but different characters can be coming and going um you know it doesn't necessarily have to literally just be the cabin but you could have limited spaces on the ship that you can go and uh yeah keep it there so uh i don't know what what sort of i guess we need to think of what sort of stories you can tell on a cruise ship what sort of direction we want to go with that
0: hmm i'm just wondering if if the story is something to do with like a a revolt that is happening between the um between the like some of the uh, cabin crew and the way mm. they're being treated by the um, by the first class passengers.
1: Okay, so there's a bit of a bit of a mutiny going on, almost.
0: Or, yeah, or like a it's, rivalry it's-
1: between the the passengers and the crew.
0: Yeah, but I, th- I think it's one of these things that the the passengers don't quite know that that the um that the staff are unhappy with them. Mm.
1: Well, they wouldn't if they're first class passengers. They're probably completely oblivious to the fact that they're assholes. Yeah. Uh, okay. So, do you play a passenger who like maybe you play a passenger who won a ticket or something like so they're not part of that upper crust, but they're still just a passenger on the ship and but so they can like relate to the crew a bit better uh or or you could just play one of the crew or
0: yeah, yeah, so I'm starting to starting to wonder okay to keep this to keep the scope a lot smaller, yeah um. Could it be that um, this is a very exclusive sort of cruise Mm -hmm. Um, and this adventure game takes place over like a two hour period. Okay.
1: Like real time. Over basically
0: a dinner. Okay. Yeah. Um, And and basically I'm, I'm picturing that there can be, um, an argument that breaks out in the first ten minutes of it, and then, you know, as, as it as it sort of goes on, the the conversations that that start happening around around the table is that one of the crew members have, have actually like done something to offend to offend a passenger, mm. or, or one of the passengers has done something to to offend. You know, yeah, the so crew something, or something happens like that.
1: that basically breaks the camel's back, like the straw that breaks the camel's back, and just really sets off this
0: revolt by the the crew. Yeah, so the, the food that comes out is, is cold, and then, you know, you've got to try and work out whether whether you're a passenger or whether you're a, another crew member trying not to-
1: Well, I'm wondering if you could try to, t- like, tell both sides of the story in a way, uh, and you sort of switch back and forth between, like, there's the main dining room where, yeah, there's this big fancy dinner going on in this sort of huge ballroom, uh, and then you switch back to the kitchen, which is, you know, hot and stuffy, and it's full of people who are just- Trying really hard to make all this happen, but they just keep getting shit on. Uh, and just basically those two locations initially, um, you you sort of you're doing things in those places to to play out the story. Either that, or you play a crew member who's a waiter and who's who's having to move back and forth between those places. And so as they go back and forth, they, they're kind of uh, uh, seeing both sides. Um, seeing the you know li- overhearing things in the ballroom, and then going back and either overhearing or participating in the, the arguments and the and the the outrage that's happening behind the scenes.
0: Okay, rather than the waiter, what if you were the like m- uh, the the maid of D,
1: or maybe like the um shit? What do they call it? The cruisers have like the activities manager or something. Like you're one of the activities managers, where so like a, you're 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 supposed to really get on with the guests. Like you're kind of there. Host in a way, um, mm-hmm. on the cruise, but you're still one of the crew. And yeah, you could do some interesting things. I think obviously we want to somewhat minimize the number of characters. Uh, so I think I, I do like the idea of this person who is going back and forth between like one table out in the ballroom that has a, you know, a fixed number of people on it and behind the scenes, whether it's the kitchen or some other prep area, uh, to the rest of the crew. So you okay, are so the table. going back and forth.
0: The table is the captain's table. Mm so you've got um basically a select few guests who have been asked to dine at the captain's table. Yep. Um you've got like um the lower class passenger who's who who you know, won, won his the- ticket and yep. um uh, his story is that he gets to um he gets to have, have dinner. Um, at the captain's table every day because that was part of his prize. That was part and of the you, prize, yeah, for sure. Then you've got the activities manager who, who you are who also gets to sit at the, at the captain's table because I'm thinking that maybe, um, the activities manager is actually, uh, the captain's daughter. Okay.
1: Yeah. Well, and I think also just the like lead activities manager. And so in charge of sort of the most, uh, prestigious guests, right? Yeah. Makes, makes sure that they get first in line to do all the, all the activities and all, all the cool shit that's on the, on the, on the yeah. boat. All right. Well, I think maybe let's continue with this one since we sort yeah, of. Yeah, I'm,
0: th- I'm thinking that we've we've got a pretty solid idea as yeah, to yeah. as to the start of it at least. Yeah. So um, let's uh,
1: yeah. So we'll develop. We'll dig into it further. Um, I-, I guess we need a bit of a strategy on this. Last time, the last time we did this, well, last time we did this with Jacob Januca, we kind of just started at the start and let it go. The first time we did this, we actually like kind of jumped around. Figured out a bit of what the start and the end would be, and then filled in filled in the gaps. Um, yeah. Do we want to sort of think about what the climax is going to be?
0: Yeah, I think I think one of the biggest complaints I had, not that anyone actually complained about it, but one of the biggest complaints I had about the second episode is that like the ending was rather weak. Um, mm-hmm. In in the fact that once we got there, we sort of didn't know what to do with it. Sure. Um, so I think if we could if we could nut out the actual story. Yeah. As to where we want to finish it and have a have a definitive place that we need to finish it at. Yeah. Then we know then where we're heading and with- we can yeah. come up with the puzzles and stuff. And uh Yeah.
1: All right. So the so the overall thing is it's this cruise and sort of um, emotions are high because maybe there are particular guests um, or maybe this has been building a while across cruises that you know it's basically a and you know a. a you, what do you call it work worker action kind of thing a unionization's kind of thing happening in a way where the the workers the crew is is just fed up with the way they're treated mm-hmm. and so this is going to come to a head tonight during this dinner in some way um how i guess how dramatic do we want this to end
0: well what where i s where I sort of see how you as the activities manager realize that something's going on is you and and one of the um I'm seeing this this dinner as sort of like a set a set um a set menu rather than you, know, you can order whatever you want. Yes, so it's like definitely would um, be. But sorry. so it's okay. Good, you say we yeah, sort of like chicken and fish, chicken and fish, chicken and fish. You and want one, uh, one of the first class passengers say say that they don't want they don't want the chicken, they want the fish. Yeah. So you swap it over uh, with them, and you you end up having the having the chicken. But something, like, something metal was actually right. in the food. Yeah. So, wait, and is this so, the finale,
1: though, or is this just something that happens no, at some th-
0: point? This this is what, what lets you lets you know that's, that they're trying to do something to- okay. something's going that's on. That's just so a, pl- uh, a plot too. point. Yeah. A well, a plot let's, point. Yeah.
1: When you said it's a set meal, that sets up a perfect framing for the whole thing. I want title cards for each course, and that's, like, each act- Um, is, is, you know, the entree, the main, the dessert. There's probably more courses than that, but we'll keep to a 3x structure. Um, because I just, yeah, I love that, I love that structure, I love the way that we can structure that for the the story. Um, so what happens at the end of dessert, (laughs) I guess? Um, Like, how dramatic do we want to go? Does someone die? Does the crew literally like go full mutiny and sail a ship off into the sunset? Do they, does the ship sink? Or is it a bit more, low-key than that, and there's some other resolution.
0: So, my thought is, do we have, in this in this small, confined area, do we have, like, three different endings? Okay. Or do we confine it to, to one? I kind of like the idea of it being able to go a multitude of different ways, depending on how you actually yeah, deal that's, with it. Yeah, but- that's
1: probably fine, as long as it's mostly just, uh, you know- uh- because we're actually going to go a bit deeper into the puzzles, we don't want to make it too complex. But if it's literally just a decision to be made at the end in some way- uh- Yeah, so
0: pretty much the end is um, everything. everything's fine. You know, everything's sort of settled and- So, and, like, you can manage um, to get
1: mediated and both parties are happy sort of thing?
0: Mediated, both parties are happy, and the main one instigating it at the back is sort of chucking in the brig, maybe. Okay. Um, the medium one is uh, a brawl starts out. And someone gets their lights punched out, and someone gets chucked in the brick, okay, so you know something's actually gone on a little bit further yeah and and the and the worst way that it can actually do is um this same person ha has gone crazy and actually kills kills this guy and gets chucked in the brick, so no matter what he's going to get chucked in the brick, but it's just how far he goes or she
1: um that's fine. And look, I my only issue with that is that the person who's instigating this, I think I, I want them to be more sympathetic than that. If they get chucked in the bridge in literally every ending, then that kind of is not fair to them when they've probably got legitimate complaints about the way they're treated <laughs> and how much they're paid. Um, <laughs> so, I think- Look, I like the idea of multiple endings. I think it should be a bit more um even just in that there should be an ending where- Literally, the, the crew gets their way and that person gets their way. Now, I don't know if that's full mutiny. I don't think it needs to be killing. Obviously, that's too far. I don't actually condone that, but maybe it's that there's some sort of humiliation that takes place. The, the, the upper, cl- upper class people kind of have to back down a bit and the, the, the crew gets better. You know, gets the promise of better conditions, and and you know maybe it comes down to the fact that they have gone to extreme measures. Maybe there's almost a like a hostage situation or something. Not maybe not literally a hostage situation, or maybe something ridiculous like they hold the fucking dog hostage. You know, wh- someone's got a little fucking lap dog. Mm-hmm. I'm pitching a scene where they're holding it overboard, over the edge of the ship, and threatening to <laughs> to drop it if they don't get their way. Um And then yeah, like a way where they just lose out and get put in prison or whatever. Um, and then sort of a middle ground where both people compromise in some way without it going that far.
0: Okay. So these are the scenes that I'm, that I'm picturing, or these are the different sort of, if you're talking about a 3d adventure game sort of thing, these are the different um, areas that I, that I think everything's set in. All right. You've I was picturing the, um,
1: more classic 2d, but we can do a 3d. N-
0: when, when I say 3d, I'm talking. Oh,
1: like- you just mean there's depth to it.
0: There's depth to it. Okay. It's a monkey island style right, thing okay. with maybe maybe a little bit more King's Quest of being able to walk behind things yep. rather than necessarily just on a two D plane. Um so I, I picture that you've got the ta- the captain's table. Yep. You've got the um the dance floor and band stage. Okay. You've got a adjoining balcony. Yep. That that sort of looks over into the ocean and maybe looks off the back of the ship. Yep. Um I kind of like the idea of being able to stand out there and you actually see like the the two lanes of um of of foam as you yeah as yeah you the wake see yep. it and and then you've also got the um the kitchen where like all the um all the wake all the crew and end. the prep of, yeah yeah so they're my, they're my four sort of rooms that I'm seeing
1: yeah I think that's good I think uh, we might have to make the the back room, the kitchen kind of- uh, I'm f- picturing one of those sort of long rooms, you like it doesn't fit on oh, a yeah, single yeah. screen, but you sort of maybe got the kitchen at one end that and it kind of goes into a separate prep area. Room and- yeah, something yeah. like that, just so you can fit a bunch of characters in there without them overcrowding. um
0: Yeah, there's one little area. Yeah, you- yeah.
1: Because I think we need at least- and, you know, we're not going to figure them all out tonight, but you'd probably have, you know, three or four or, th- or five characters back there. So, uh, I really- I do really like this idea- Um so, yeah, let's, let's stick with those as the ending. It comes to a head and then there's some sort of decision to be made to either, you know, somewhat extreme in one direction or another, or it manages to get mediated to a compromise. What I like about the character that we've come up with is they really are stuck between the different factions in different ways. Yes. Um, and what I think would be good is if they have, if they're starting a romantic relationship with the contest winner. Um,
0: <laughs> okay.
1: Because, that gives them an ally, but that person's still part of the, um, like the is a, a, different is a guest. Like it's a they're a guest, um, on the cruise, and they've made friends with all the other people at this table. You know, maybe this is like the last night of the cruise or something. Um,
0: and so oh, they- and, and th- through discussions, you can actually um, like bring up you know some of the some of the awful things that this um that this person has done in like a flashback sort of thing. And then yeah, you can like then the other- you can go question the guest about that, and yeah, yeah, they, yeah. Have a, they have a different take on what actually happened. Yeah. So and look, you've I, got to I sort
1: of- it's hard. It's it's hard because I sympathise with the crew in this situation. Um, I, I agree that we'd have um, have the the guest side of it as well, where they're they're not seeing it as anything bad. But I think in general, it's probably is going to be that these crew this crew's been mistreated, at least in some way. Um,
0: but- um i I, li- I really like the idea that throughout this whole dinner nothing 's actually happening from from like your perspective you're you 're seeing you know the the first class passengers are pretty much ignoring the crew but they're they're not they 're not um being mean or causing anything to them. Everything seems to be coming on from the crew side of thing. Like but but you start- putting but you start- metal shavings in their food and yeah. all that sort of stuff. But, uh, but, but when then you go and you-
1: question them and talk to them, you start hearing about all this other horrible stuff that's happened.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, I think yeah, okay. Well let's let's come up with some of the characters. And we're not going to go too deep in into some of the side characters, but I think the main characters are- the three main characters are obviously your character, who yeah, I think that's fine, daughter of the captain, head activities manager, um, I like the idea that, yeah, they're having a romantic, starting a a romantic relationship with the contest guest, but they're part of the crew. And so they're friends with all the crew. And so that really puts her in the center. And then you've got the contest winner, who I think is an important character because they're Mm -hmm. kind of also going to be, um, they're a bit more sensible. Obviously they're not rich. They're not used to being served on, but they've made guests with, made friends with the other guests. They've treated the crew well, but like, you know, an ally of, of the main character. And then you've got sort of the leader of the, like the person who's leading this
0: on the crew side, who's kind of leading this revolt Um, who should be a strong character as well. For for some reason in my head, I'm getting this, this idea of this um, like either French sort of guy or um, I, I'm trying to think of what other nationality, but I'm, I'm getting the name Manuel sort of in my, in my head that Manuel's just been mistreated the entire time and he's, he's sick of it.
1: Yeah. Maybe I feel like that's maybe a little bit cliche on the I feel like that's kind of the um the disgruntled butler sort of trope or something. Oh my god. What is <laughs> you know. <laughs> it's the fucking it's the it's the waiter in the Simpsons. Um Chaudea. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I I was thinking actually maybe the um the the head of the the revolt is a woman as well. And so she's kind of kicked that off. Because then you can do some interesting things about the way women are treated as well. You could have maybe there's someone on the crew who's like, you know, oh, whatever, like, this is no big deal, like a man on the crew. And it's like, you don't understand, like, you know, there's sort of sexual harassment stuff that happens as well. And they get patronized. And so I think that makes okay. sense. Um, I, This is maybe stereotypical, but I know that it's often common. Like, I'm maybe picturing her as Latina. Um, Yeah, I don't know. What do you think?
0: I, I do, I do like that that idea because you, you can go down a few extra paths um, in in story. Yeah. So the f- we haven't talked about the two first class guests that that are. Yeah, that uh, I think that will be much being important
1: um, too. I think I was picturing a few extra
0: guests, more than just. Oh yeah, a couple. I, I think I think you've got a couple of extra guests, but I think there's two main two main um, yeah. guests, like I, a couple. I'm picturing, or? yeah, a couple, mm-hmm. like um, a guy and a lady. I'm picturing that the should we start coming in, with names? In, 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 yeah, I'm just trying to think because I I almost want this this lady to have um to have all the money and and basically the the guy is the gold digger. Okay, like the husband. Maybe is she's the gold from digger.
1: some like rich Indian family or something, and has come over to wherever this is set, presumably mm-hmm. a more predominantly white country. Um, and so yeah, I don't know. I'm picturing someone. Some rich Indian family, uh, fa- like from family money, this rich Indian woman has come over and there's this, yeah, sort of gold digging American husband, um, <laughs> who, who has also, like, grown up fairly, you know, it's not like they're from the streets or something, you know, they've, they've also grown up, you know, relatively wealthy, but not to this level of wealth. And they aspire yep. to that lifestyle of, of literally having, you know, more money than you know what to do with. Um, so let me just search for common Indian. <laughs> because I'm not good at that. Um, How about we call her Indira, which is another name for the goddess of wealth and fortune. So that makes sense. (laughs) Okay. Yep. So Indira, uh, I-N-D-I-R-A. She's Mm -hmm. the sort of main guest. And look, I I think she's likable, but obviously uh, out of touch. With, with, you know, everyday people, since she has just literally grown up with, you know, billions of dollars. Yeah. You know, her father fucking is, runs the goddamn Adani mine or something. <laughs> it's like the coal, coal <laughs> baron. Um, whatever. We won't get into politics. That's not a good idea today, of all days. Uh, but, um, and then the husband, Gerald.
0: Gerald does sound like someone who's come from money though, so.
1: Well, his name's actually, his, he changed his name to make it sound like. He was more upper class. His name's actually jeff Jeffold. <laughs> Gary, all right, yeah, Gary. Um, yeah, so Gerald and Indira, uh are the, are the sort of two, the, the two people on on the captain's table who you did with the most. And so, and then what's the what's the name of the
0: the contest winner? Well, I suppose the question is, is it a guy or a girl?
1: Yeah, look, I I think it's. Uh, look, I'm, I'm obviously happy to. Have that be either. I was more thinking, I was wonder- wondering if you ch- can choose the gender of your main character. Um, and so, and, and whether that, it, I guess it depends how strong a character we want to make that main character, main character, or whether it's, uh, like how sort of definite a character. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, there's probably nothing in the character that, that matters whether it's a, a man or a woman. So I was thinking maybe the contest winner is a man, but the main character, the activities manager can be a man or a woman depending on what you choose. Okay. Or you just keep it- you, I mean, to to really be fair in a game like this, you could probably- You could have them, you know, choose the way they look and then choose which pronouns they want to use. But um, to, account for, to, to account for non-binary as well. But that, look, that is a somewhat unfortunate limitation of, of games in some way. Look, what? A, hey, this is an imaginary game. Fuck it. You can do that. <laughs> I'm actually going to make it. Um,
0: so, I you think- You can do any combination of- Basically, um, you, you fill out, like, a, a Firewatch-style questionnaire at the very start. Yeah, and that of. determines what I think your you're um- just,
1: you just- what your pronouns are going to be, what you,
0: you know- somewhat- What the contest winner is, and-
1: Well, no, I think- yeah, I guess. I mean, I'm not too- because we're telling a story here, I'm not too worried about, like, oh, we need to account for every type of relationship. Um, I think it is nice to have options, particularly around the main character, but it does get difficult in a game like this to account for- that variety. Having yep. said that, Unavowed did a fucking incredible job of giving you options along those sorts of lines for this sort of point and click adventure game. So, do it's- you own
0: that on Sting? Do you?
1: Yes. Yes. Okay, good. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, very good. It- Look, there's six different origin. well, three different origins, but you can play a man or a woman. Um, mm-hmm. I'm going to play through it again because I really want to know how it changes things because there were so many things that called back to my origin. Um, cool. And on every- There's, like, six different kind of major missions, and you can take two out of four um, of your, like, team members on each mission, and for the most part, it seems to cater for it. Like, it just- You get appropriate dialogue based on who you've chosen. It's really impressive. Um, Anyway. Play Unavowed.
0: Unavowed install. (laughs) (laughs) All
1: right. So, anyway. All that to say, I think the contest winner- We'll just make the contest winner a man. Um, If you- you know, if you end up playing a someone who identifies as male, then it's a homosexual relationship, I guess. Like it's not important. Uh but I think just from a character point of view, we'll just we'll set that as a man mm-hmm. and and that's probably you know, and, and then however that romance plays out subtextually based, based on the different genders it will is, is fine.
0: Cool. I like um, it.
1: Um what's his name?
0: What's his name? Um I'm getting the name Paul in my head. I think that's a very.
1: Yep. That's. I think a Paul um, would win a contest. <laughs> that's fairly sort of just middle class, standard guy. Yep. All right. Paul's the contest winner. Um, and then the. Uh, are, are you writing
0: all these down, are you?
1: I'm just putting them in documents so I remember. Um, okay, cool. it, do, we'll maybe just not even. We probably won't address our. Um, Main character by their name most of the time because we'll let the people choose it. It's pretty easy just to not address it. Um, mm-hmm.
0: um, Paul but- just calls her darling the whole time.
1: Yeah, him or her, whatever. Him or her, um, and then the uh, the main like uh, um,
0: crew member will have to come up with a name for her.
1: Maybe uh, da, 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 da.
0: Lydia. Lydia, sure. I don't know what what why it came into my head, but I was like, ooh, Lydia. Yep. Like that name.
1: All right. The only thing is, I'm not sure it's particularly Latinx, but that's fine. It's a. Mm-hmm. That's all right. It's a. Let's see where that name comes from. It's Greek, so that's all right. She can be Greek. That's fine. Yep. All right, Lydia. All right. So we've got sort of the the main story points and the main characters. So let, let's sort of try to figure out how this plays out. Um, yeah, I really like this idea of of the acts being the um, the courses. So, does it literally just start on, like, a title card of entree, or is there a sort of a pre-preface uh, um, of sorts?
0: I, I like the idea of there being a preface of of you're maybe in the cabin um, getting prepared, getting dressed uh, for, for the evening with, with Paul. Yep. And having a little conversation. There's not really too much interaction other than the fact that, like, you sort of- you you can pick, like, your accessory sort of thing for the day. Yeah. So, if you're- if you're, you know, if it's a female character, she can choose the earrings, and if it's a um, if it's a male car- character, you can choose the um, cufflinks, and just something simple on that that you can yeah, maybe
1: basically just do some to, some slight interaction that doesn't really have any sort of it doesn't have any te- s-
0: teaches you how the how the inventory yeah, system how the inventory works, it the you how, works. The, how the dialogue system works just yeah um a nice and easy um
1: yeah I like that and and it can introduce a bit of their relationship. And so, you have some, you know, have obviously a couple of dialogues in there and they're sort of just helping each other get ready. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, yeah, that's good. I, I like the idea that the main character is already carrying Paul's cufflinks for some reason. And so, that kind of teaches you a bit about that and uh, to, to look in your inventory for things you've already got. Um,
0: and, yeah. uh. So, that, that's a that's a, a cool a cool way to w- open. Yeah. And then. Well, and then- I think
1: maybe we show some sort of mini vignettes of the other areas as well. Um. So you see, like Gerald and Indira in their fucking luxury cabin too, Um, and just like some snippets of conversation between them, perhaps to sort of semi introduce those. Maybe some other random um, guests, and then also some of the crew. You see them kind of getting ready, preparing the dinners, uh, and then yeah, it cuts to the title card of entree, and it's just at that main table, and sort of everyone's well, maybe not everyone's there initially, but like
0: people sitting down. What what I'm liking is that um, the captain's sitting down there there at first. But he gets called away very quickly. Mm. So even though it's the captain's table, he's been called away to some emergency somewhere else. Yeah. Then he can he can sort of not be not be involved in In, to- in
1: most of it. Yeah. I think maybe he pops most pops back it. later or or here and there.
0: Um, um So to- I think there's there's a little bit of um preamble when the when the dinner um gets served after you've been sitting down. And there's been a little bit of conversation going on, whether it's sort of visual novel style of of you know not too much interaction, you're just sort of getting some basic yeah. Look, I'm almost I'm picturing
1: it a bit as you know again more of the, the classic point and click where you've got most so you've got one mode where you're able to kind of move the mouse around, look at things, um, and there's some conversation like non interactive conversation going on in the background. So like maybe a couple of people at the table are talking, and you sort of see that coming up, and they're just sort of background talking, and then you can. Yeah. You can click to talk talk to each person as well, and there can be a bit of a conversation tree um, yep. about some of the things that have happened, and you get a bit of you get a bit of backstory there.
0: So I'm picturing that the entree gets served, you bite into it after after the swapping thing sort of happens, right? Yeah, and that's when as soon as you bite into it and you're like, oh, I think I cut my mouth. Bang! It, up comes the title card of the entree, and <laughs> yeah, okay, and, it's I like like, that. and so so then it's like okay, you've got to try and work out what what's actually happening. Right, and so that's can- going to
1: be the start of the real puzzles. Um, yeah. So let's dig into that. You so you know, you know we might even have some interaction where um, you kind of look down at your food and you get one of those kind of hero shots of the food, as in like a, a, a close up of the food, and you know you just sort of click to to move some pieces aside and you see. Yeah there's there's like metal shavings in there. Yeah. Um, and and
0: the sort of metal shavings I'm picturing is like if someone's sort of um been cleaning a pan with like a scourer and you just got those yeah like, so it's sort uh, of some- steel wool sort of things.
1: Right. Okay, yeah.
0: Yeah. So it's not like someone's actually, you know, gouged gouged out you know, no, no, the pan. No, no no. No.
1: It's sort of small mostly dusty kind of bits but some longer sharper bits and Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's that's fine. It's enough to hurt someone, but and make them uncomfortable, but not kill them, right? Yeah. Or really make them sick necessarily. So I think she hides it obviously from the rest of the guests. I don't think you've got a choice there because you you know your instincts are to not panic them. Um, but maybe you can do have a discussion about it with Paul and choose to either bring him in at this point or not on to, to, the knowledge of it, or you can just kind of excuse yourself from the table
0: and go and go see people in the um. And I think you go too.
1: back to I think you go to the kitchen, and so
0: that introduces your character your your few like three or four characters in there which you know you got your main
1: yeah sort so you've of- got Lydia who and she's almost waiting right or, or maybe we get in there and she's like peeking through the door um, because she's watching to see what happened yeah uh, and maybe and maybe she didn't notice that you switched meals and so I guess you probably talk to her immediately and confront her about it uh, well I wonder if you confront her or if you can choose to in sort of investigate somewhat first. I don't know. Do, um, I guess it's more does she try to hide it?
0: I, I don't think she's trying to hide. it. I think she goes. I think. I think we've got a we've got a little bit of a problem. I hope this isn't the same for everyone else's dinner. But my dinner had some steel wool bits in it, you know. So just oh, keep yeah, this quiet.
1: No, no. no, I meant. I meant does Lydia try to hide it, or does she own up to it because she's so um, outraged?
0: No, I, th- I think that's something that can be that can be revealed in um. In like the the next part, like okay. in, in So the maybe you menu, don't see her peeking uh, main meal.
1: Maybe you don't see her peeking through the door now, then, because that makes it too obvious. But maybe she's oh, no, I, she's I, near the door.
0: I, I like the idea that you if you if you click across, you know, you may notice that someone was peeking through the door, but you don't know who. Okay, but they could just they could have to they be could just be like, checking
1: out what's yeah. going on. It's not necessarily suspicious. Okay, yeah. at this stage, yeah. Um. So um, do you do you look? Is the is the puzzle now to kind of find out? Where this steel wool came from? Like, do you look around the kitchen to try to find evidence of it?
0: Yeah, I, I think I think it might be it might be a good idea to actually you know do do a little bit of investigation, a little bit of um, discussing who who cleaned the pan, who yeah. who dealt up th- this food for this this person. Then yeah, it, like you talk about maybe come back to-
1: who's you know which waiter is on that table, who um, who prepared the food, you know, and you just you get a few names who are just basically side characters, and and you maybe get the opportunity to talk to them. Um, and, and kind of get some some evidence. So I guess is this puzzle going to be mostly dialogue based? As you like, like, do you? I guess what's the goal of this puzzle? What are you actually um, solving here?
0: I, I think I think what what you're trying to do is is basically ascertain that it was was an accident or not. Okay. Um, and I I think you can then have have your little conversations and find out a little little bit about what's been going on. But not too much. Yeah, 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 end. yeah. You
1: give some hints about the, how, that some people are disgruntled. Um, you know, maybe some people are showing it more than others. Yeah, I think at this point, Lydia is just showing herself to be a bit of a leader, but not necessarily that she's leading this, you know, revolt. Um, and maybe she even talks about how some of the crew is upset. You know, maybe she's trying to shift the blame from herself onto someone else who's who's a bit mouthier, but hasn't actually done this. Um, so, so I
0: think I think the the end to to the entree is that you you get Lydia to actually own up to the fact that, um, you know, it wasn't meant for you, or own up to the fact mm. that she's got a grudge against against the. So um, who was it meant
1: for? Gerald? The people, or is it someone else um, at the table? Because actually, I was thinking it'd be good. It's to either s- Ger-
0: Gerald or Indira, but um, because uh, I, cause I like the fact that you know they they to make them happy, she's she happily swapped their food. Between yeah. yeah, between them, um, um, I think I think the wait- the waitress for the table should actually be Lydia, because then you know Lydia has placed down certain food on the table. Well, but then she would know. Oh, I see.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Okay, but you switch it after she's gone.
0: Yeah, switch it.
1: Yeah, okay, that's fine. Um, yeah, I was thinking about just uh, about the guests at the table. I think. I think there should be a guest at the table who is a real asshole and to, and and obviously horrible to the staff to kind of give yep. you like it's like oh well, that guy's obviously an asshole you know to sort of put that someone at the extreme, um, but then as you as you talk to the staff and stuff you you find out you know the things that that Geraldine and Deer have done and, and other um, people as well that they're just really treating him like shit and
0: well how about this I always like a story with an unreliable narrator mm-hmm. um, so. Maybe one of the things is they they tell you a story about one of the guests at the table and in your mind you just picture it as this as this asshole who who is doing this. So you you Oh, run through the so scene. they don't tell you who it is? They they don't they just say, um, one of the people at the table has been doing this. And so when it when it goes into the flashback, you you um or your character, you know, pictures um what this person looks like and it's the arsehole at the table who's been who's been like annoying the hell out of us. Well I wonder if you don't even character. do it as a
1: flashback. I wonder if you just do in the dialogue uh and like Lydia, you know, tells you about you know and maybe I don't know if she's hiding the identity on purpose. Maybe she maybe she is because she doesn't want retribution about it. Um yep. you know, she's worried about coming forward, but she tells you, look, someone at that table you know did this horrible thing whether it's some sort of sexual harassment you know s- s- has been grabbing her ass and calling her you know whatever propositioning her or something yep. basically you know using his position of power against her as what happens all too often um and so yeah as the as the player you probably expect that, that at this point with what they know about all the other characters that it's the asshole, and maybe you've, maybe you've Who's wh-
0: been, who's been annoying the hell out of you? Yeah, that's it. it be like,
1: if- maybe he's already, even during this meal, has said some sexist stuff and proven himself to be, you know, pretty misogynistic and, and, and willing to do something like that. Yeah. Um, but after you've heard this story, you could go back to the table and you can start talking to people and maybe sort of trying to bring that up in conversation in some way, like this particular event. Um, and yeah, I don't know. Cause, cause like, I'm all for dialogue puzzles, but I feel like there often needs to be some level of, like, presenting evidence or, or actually solving something with an inventory item that you've picked up elsewhere. Yes. Um, is there some sort of smoking gun we could use where, you know, something in their dialogue triggers, you know, the idea that, oh, well, but I've got this other evidence, which means it was you or something?
0: Um, yeah, I'm just not sure whether that's great for the first act. I think that's something that could that could definitely come up in the second hmm. act. I guess I'm it's just like, trying
1: to think of is, is like what the puzzles could be then, or is it just basically dialogue and exposition and sort of getting to know the characters um, in this first act?
0: In the first act I think, yeah, dialogue exposition and maybe um open up a little bit of the other stuff. But I I'm, I'm picturing like the second act is where is where the main story points are gonna come out yeah. where like your main puzzles are actually going to happen. Now as for inventory puzzles, I'm not sure exactly what you can what you can do inventory wise, um, yeah. that sort of picturing maybe, maybe um, there's something that happens at one stage where Lydia's coming out and and like the um, with with uh, some food or drink or something like that, and the obnoxious guy sort of just throws his arm out right as right as she's hmm. coming across, and she like spills some food uh, spills the drink or whatever on on Indira and Gerald, and yep. they go off to get changed and come back. Yeah, or clean clean themselves up, so you get a little bit of time that you can sort of sit down in their seats to to sort of talk to someone, and you you could maybe right. see see her purse on the table is still there or something like that. Yeah, and yep. then you can you got a chance to sort of go through it.
1: Mm. Mm. Okay, maybe yeah, find something out that way. Yeah, yeah, it is hard to come up with with concrete puzzles in a game like this that is very character and dialogue based. Um, yeah. All right, so but, oh, no,
0: I'm really enjoying the story that Oh that no, I think it's,
1: I think it's good. So let's let's think about it. so the, the the first act sort of comes. Does it come to any sort of resolution, or it's just sort of all right now? The scene is set. Um, yeah, that yeah, scene is yeah. set.
0: That um,
1: the captain's left now.
0: Captain's left. Lydia's um, obviously hiding something. She yep. does not like one of the guests at the table. Yeah. Um, you think that it's the obnoxious guy because he said lots of yeah, lots of stuff, but um. Obviously, Indira and Gerald seem seem lovely to you, but um, Paul's Yeah, like, not too obviously
1: sure. out of touch and, and too rich for their own good, but generally, like, nice people. Um, yeah. Paul, I think, yeah, Paul is just on your side, kind of someone for you to talk honestly with um, in some ways. I mean, and maybe there's there's obviously a bit of sexual tension there. There's a bit of this is still an early um, relationship, but, like, you get on well enough that yeah. you can kind of discuss things in confidence with him. You know, you sort of can wis- um, whisper in his ear about the other uh, yeah. the other guests and stuff
0: and and I, I see it sort of like a if you remember Sam and Max where you can talk to Max occasionally just to to um get his opinions on Yeah some yeah yeah absolutely so- and actually
1: Unavowed did that really well as well like I, I, at at any point you can talk to and say like so what should we do next and there'll be a context sensitive hint basically of oh maybe we should you know check this out um so yeah i think if, you know you can do that well where you sort of Talk over some of the things that have happened and get a sense for what you should do next.
0: Um, I think in the main, in the main meal section as well, um, is where like the band comes on at, at a certain mm-hmm. point. Mm-hmm. So then, like India and Gerald get up Let's to, get up have to a dance. You and Paul can have a dance. Um, the obnoxious guy, like I don't know, just he's getting too he's drunk. He's getting and too drunk. drunk. Yeah, I was about like- to say that.
1: <laughs> I think he um, just sits there and and the uh, the drinks. On his table, like pile up.
0: Then, after a while, he maybe leaves to go onto the balcony to throw off the back of the- s- throw, <laughs> throw off, off. off the back of the ship. <laughs> yeah. Um. So it gives him an him a reason as to why he's leaving the um
1: why the he's table. leaving the table,
0: mm-hmm. and that gives you a chance to actually, you know, investigate him, yep. him a little bit more, yeah. Um.
1: All right. Yeah, I like that. Um. I think maybe at the start of the main course is when um. The obnoxious guy, who we should probably come up with a name for, spills the stuff on Gerald and Endira, and they leave for a bit. Basically, as the food is coming out, so they kind of miss the start, but then they come back. Yeah. And then it's sort of as the as the main cause is finishing up is when the band comes out. Um, and yeah. maybe you get a you get a chance there, like yeah, I like that Gerald and Endira go and um go and dance, and so but but you can you know take Paul over sometimes and dance next to them and like talk to them and do some dialogue with them to to find out more stuff. You know that's sort of one avenue of 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 more information. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah,
0: and and then you can also spend some time talking to to Lydia, and she's she says something else that's actually happened in the meantime. Like,
1: well, and I think that- you probably want to be talking to the other some of the other crew as well. Then, yeah. even about Lydia, so you start getting a sense that everyone's somewhat disgruntled, but that Lydia's really been like leading yeah. and and sort of hyping people up around it.
0: Yeah, um, I, I kind of like the idea that you know Gerald seems like this lovely sort of guy, but really he's just a big sleaze bag.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Look, and he's taking this opportunity of this additional power that he's got of of being uber rich now. Um, he's the trophy husband. He, I don't know. Is he sleeping around on her as well? Like, does he just fucking uh, coerce women to have sex with him, or or not quite to that degree? But I mean, he's obviously a creep.
0: I, I, I'm sort of picturing that um maybe at one stage you see him go out onto the balcony to have like a cigarette or a cigar or something like mm. that and you go out there and he, like you you see him hitting on someone else who's who's out there yeah and so you you can start getting a feel to okay this is what he's like when when, when someone Indira's else is not around yeah when he thinks when he's, not around Yeah, when he thinks no one else is as well yeah yeah i just agree to, I just like to that. get just to get a, a little bit more of a sense and you you can start Saying that, oh, maybe she's talking about Gerald. Mm. And well, then- I
1: wonder because you could make this quite dramatic in, by the end. Like, if he if he actually got drunk and like forced himself on on Lydia or someone, like actually raped someone, like that's obviously kind of a reason for all that to really come to a head and and to find out that he's that he really is this like horrible person, real
0: sleazebag. And if you if you don't actually do something soon, then Yeah, like really put some
1: additional, yeah, like that's, that's what's really brought this to a head is, you know, obviously it's horrible that they're putting up with just the harassment and the, the being hit on and, and being groped, but it went even further. And, and that's really what's pushed things over the edge. Maybe it's not Lydia. Maybe it's not, I think maybe it's someone else on the crew that she's protective of. Yeah. And who, who told her in confidence what happened.
0: Yeah. And, and so, when, when Lydia finds out what what happened, yes. if, if you didn't stop it, then she literally pushes him over the balcony.
1: Oh, no, I, I don't think this happens during. I think it's something that has happened, and that's what's prompted the whole thing.
0: Prompted the whole thing, but, um, you know- But, if, yeah, you if have something the doesn't opportunity done, to- Yes. Yeah. To, to sort of stop the whole thing from, from going- From falling over. Obviously, um, you know- you've you've maybe got the chance to get in the captain's ear to basically say, this is what's actually happened. Yeah. You have to have had the conversations to get that information. Um, do we have this on a time limit?
1: Mm, I, I'm not a big fan of time limits.
0: I know. In, in I adventure know.
1: games. This has come up before. <laughs> because- it Came up a couple of weeks ago. Did it?
0: Yeah, I'm pretty I'm sure it on. did. Oh, okay.
1: Um, no, I- I'd, I'd, Look, maybe- you could do it in that you're, you've got a limited number of conversations each course that you can have, or something like that. Is that what you meant?
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm just wondering if it's if you remember the colonel's bequest mm-hmm. uh, by Sierra. More there was remote. actually certain certain conversation options that you had that would advance time forward. Yeah, and so I, I think if you because I like the idea that you can actually miss. Information. If you have certain certain conversations that that sort of bring up a, mm. a new massive piece of information, it advances time a little bit further, and maybe doesn't well, necessarily I remove think, yeah. time from from asking these other questions. But but just if you if you focus on on one <clears> thing for too long, then it's just going to advance time. Look, if
1: you're going down that path, uh, look, I think I think the the problem, the difficulty with that. And again, we're not actually building this game, so sure, let's, let's go down this path. But, uh, the difficulty with it comes then from designing the game to still be solvable enough, um, even if you've missed certain pieces of information. So I think that yes, maybe every course, um, you've, there are certain ones that, that move the time on. And so maybe you can just, you know, you can check your phone whenever you like to see how much time left you've got in this course, like before the next course. Um, yep. Comes out so
0: maybe maybe there's a menu on the on the table that says you know entrees at seven mm, yeah um, main courses at seven forty five and desserts at nine yeah so you got just that little bit of extra time yep. for each for each yeah. one yeah I um, like that
1: and so you can't necessarily so you may not witness the harassment out on the the balcony because you spent you know longer talking to people at the table or in the of the you know the crew um, yeah but Cause, that might, cause might, I- that might mean that you get the information out of Lydia that you know. That someone raped one of her staff, but you like now you don't know who, and again, maybe you're still assuming it's- Obnoxious guy. Uh,
0: we never came up with this I name.
1: know, I'm trying to come up with one. Never mind. Kurt.
0: Not again. <laughs> what?
1: Oh, shit. I forgot about that. <laughs> I think that's perfect for him, then.
0: <laughs> Kurt Bastardson. Kurt Bastardson. <laughs>
1: The reason I thought of the reason I thought of Kurt is because I said never mind, and I thought of Nirvana. Ah, <laughs> uh, um, well, maybe his name should be Cobain. That sounds maybe a little bit more like upper class. They always have last names for first names, don't they? Yeah, Cobain or Quinn
0: or <laughs>
1: yes, um, yeah, okay, I, I, I like that idea then. That there are sort of different paths. So maybe it's even that at that point, based on the information you've got, it started setting in stone what endings you're even capable of getting.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Because I like the idea that you can actually, you know, get it completely wrong because you just you didn't have you didn't discussions have, with, yeah. you didn't have discussions, right discussions with the right discussions people with at
1: the people. right time, yeah, or, or witness the um, right
0: things. Yeah, and it doesn't necessarily have to be. Um, I, I think sort of similar to um, some of the earlier adventure games. Maybe you, if you're if you're observant from from at the table, you see in the background like Gerald go from the dance floor out onto the balcony. Hmm. Thirty seconds later, he comes back in, and then you know that that repeats a couple of times. So you got quite you've got, yeah, quite so a you've few got opportunities to to, get, to yeah, get there.
1: Yeah, yeah. sort of hint, hints of hey, go out there while he's out there and see what happens. Yeah, for sure.
0: Um, I like that. But I I really like the idea that you you may not the first time you go through it, you may not actually like talk to all the people, and but you can still finish the game and get an ending.
1: Get an ending exactly. Yes.
0: Yes. Yeah, it may no, not be I- the one that you want, but it's an ending nonetheless.
1: Yeah, yeah, I like that.
0: So um,
1: I think the endings have shifted a little bit since we started yeah, just because of yeah, the, the story. So um, let's start on dessert, I guess. I I,
0: li- I like the I like the idea that the the um the best ending that you can sort of get is that a formal complaint has been made to the captain and um about this about this guest. Yeah. And, well I think he puts you know, Gerald in the brig. Whether it's in the brig or whether, whether like because of, I
1: mean, if you literally raped someone, you should probably go to the yeah. brig.
0: Um, maybe the Coast Guard turns up, mm. you know, yeah. like and a arrest- crime
1: has been committed, like a crime charges are being placed. Yeah, yeah,
0: and and, you know, and
1: and the the captain is wholeheartedly supporting the crew,
0: basically. Yes, um, um, and and I think if if you don't if you don't talk to Lydia well enough to actually get get the um get the person to sort of and Get them to come forward. Yep. That maybe there's an ending where where it's sort of like this this girl is is so um, you know ashamed and doesn't want to come forward and doesn't want to put a formal complaint in at all. Yeah, yeah. He just he leaves and gets away with it, sort of thing. And
1: absolutely. Um, well, I wonder if because I kind of like the idea that if you haven't talked to the right people, you have no idea it's Gerald, and then the night ends and Lydia just like you said
0: pushes Gerald off the boat,
1: <laughs> and he was just yep. like, what the fuck?
0: But but again, you you could. You could have the ending of maybe there's four endings now. Um, <laughs> okay. You've got so the four endings are uh, Gerald ends up in the brick. Yep. Um, Lydia kills Gerald by pushing him off the balcony. Yep. Because uh, cause he comes onto her then and he, she just she just shoves him. Well,
1: like, no, I think I don't know if he comes onto her. I think she's so protective of this other crew member, and maybe he just says something, you know, really flippant um, flippant about what happened, and she's just
0: like, no, fuck this. She, um, she doesn't, uh, the, the girl doesn't come forward and therefore nothing happens to Gerald. Yep. Or, um, and then I'm thinking of you managed to, to get Lydia to, to understand that you're going to handle it, but then, um, you know, there wasn't enough evidence against, against Gerald. And, and because the girl didn't come forward, mm. sort of, you end up in that, in that sort of limbo. So you've got of- a
1: couple of things that you're kind of across the game having to build up. The sort of the, I mean, for one, just your knowledge of what happened. There's yeah. actually, and, and it's it's ev- more about well, and look, you know, it's hard though. There, again, in, it's tricky. It's tricky area because in situations like this, you know, lack of evidence of something like a rape is incredibly yeah, difficult it, to come what, up. What
0: it what it is is if she doesn't come forward, then that's that's really what you need. The accusation,
1: yeah, you need the, the witness, the statement you, from her, from the person that actually, it actually happened,
0: of, rather yeah. than. Rather than just coming from- Lydia. So, I
1: don't think it's evidence you have to build up. I don't think there's any way she can come forward and he's just let go because- no, That's no. just- So, so it's up. more- Even though that would actually happen in the real world, but not in our game. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think you're- Yeah, you're having to, like, build up her confidence and, and let her know that she's going to be protected and okay. And whether that's bringing the captain on her side, whether it's convincing her that you can- hand, Like, that you can protect her um, and handle it. But, yeah, you have to convince her to, to accuse him, basically. Yeah. Um.
0: But- I'm really liking the story. Like,
1: Yeah, I think it's really interesting. I think- Look, and it's that's hit, it's what I love hitting, about adventure games.
0: Yeah, it's, it's hitting hitting some notes that, you know, we normally wouldn't be able to hit. It's, well, that's the thing, um, because
1: we can go a bit more in depth and really think them out a bit more, and in a game like this, make sure they're handled uh, well, while still, you know, not shying away from the fact that they happen. And,
0: um, and, and, yeah. and just the idea of being able to finish it where this bastard gets his due.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. I think that'd be incredibly satisfying.
0: Yeah. Um. Or, or even, even the um. You know, there's still the satisfying thing of Gerald being pushed off. Oh, that was the other thing that I wanted to, I want to say actually, mm. was that Gerald gets killed, but you don't know who killed, who killed him. Right. Okay. Like yeah. he just disappears. Yeah. Yeah. So that was the fourth ending, not the, not the, yep. other one. Yep. Sure, um, yeah. Sure. C- yeah. Because I do, I do like the idea of you and Paul have have retreated to your room in the next. <laughs> I know. Morning, well, I was,
1: a- I was about to say actually that one of the sort of paths you can take down is just to build on your relationship with Paul. Um, and somewhat ignore everything else that's going on, and obviously I think there's still puzzles you have to solve to progress the game forward, but it may be just that you you didn't have that information um you know you think it's all settled, and then the next morning, yeah you wake
0: up and well, I think one of the things that you can choose to to do in- at the very start is um you know whether you swap the food or not <laughs> and <laughs> if you don't if you God, don't swap okay. the food then you don't get led down that path so mm. you- you end up focusing on on your relationship and you sort of don't get that part of the story until it's maybe too late.
1: That would be <laughs> that would be tricky to do to provide enough content there where basically everything else is almost just happening in the background. But would be really interesting, and particularly if you that <laughs> you'd, you'd you'd have to be really careful that you didn't get people playing it and going this game was so boring, like nothing happened, it was just about the relationship between these two people and they chatted with people around the table and then they went and fucked and then they woke up and someone was dead. Like, what the hell? And everyone's like, what are you talking about? This is this cool, like, mystery, like, drama thing going on. But um, it, I,
0: I think, I think you can bring it in in the second act in, in another way, but, right, but just okay. the idea that, so it's not like you've lost the entire game just because you didn't spot this thing. <laughs> no, 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 but- I
1: know, but, but I wonder if, do you give them the option at every point? that there's a way that they basically are just oblivious to it all. Maybe
0: there is. I, I think that that could, be, that could maybe be, like- I think it'd have to be um,
1: hard. I think you'd need to make sure that it was hard to do, but that's almost an achievement to, yeah. to do a run-through of the game where you literally don't find out that anything else is happening because you're making out with your boyfriend the whole time. Yep,
0: yeah. and and basically that's that's a- um. Other people's troubles, and you know, are not, are none of my business. Yeah, sort of achievement. Yeah, it's like, sure. well done. You were so self self censored and- yeah,
1: <laughs> self absorbed <laughs> that you just didn't even notice. Yeah,
0: that um, you know, all this story happened. Did you did you even like enjoy it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you just really like watching pixelated characters make out? Like, what's going on? Uh, um,
1: yeah. Look, that's yes. that was fun. I really, I really think that that would be an interesting game to write and. And figure out the different paths through, like figuring out these puzzle
0: trees and dialogues, um, and, and sort and of the interconnecting. I hope that ev- everyone listening today has enjoyed this. Um, yeah, look, this, it's the- a bit different. We don't, we don't do it all the time, as mm-hmm. you can tell. Like, <laughs> we've done
1: it twice in 89 episodes. Uh, so, but look, hey, if you enjoyed it, let us know because I actually really enjoy doing these episodes. Um, yeah. I know some I of, mean- I know at least one of our fans, our listeners, enjoys these episodes. Because he's still talking about blind reflection, which is another reason this week that I wanted to do this. Hi, Michael. (laughs) Yes, hi, Michael. (laughs) Um, But, uh, yeah, look, I'd I'd like to do them maybe a little bit more often. Um,
0: So, yeah, Yeah. hopefully people enjoy them. Maybe not so much with guests, because I don't think they get our-
1: I think that's a bit harder, yeah. I think with guests, it's better to be doing click pitch where it's a bit more. We can be on our our toes and and, and switch. Yeah. Yeah. But, no, I, I quite enjoy doing this. So, yeah. Hopefully everyone else enjoyed us sort of working through this, and I think we've come up with quite an interesting story from beginning to end that really could make a, an interesting point-and-click adventure game. Yeah. Maybe I'll go pitch it at Dave Gilbert from and uh,
0: um, Well, you can pitch it at Ron Gilbert from uh, Terrible yeah. Toy Box. Although
1: there are some pretty good Gilberts out there in the adventure in the point-and-click adventure game space. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, Wedged Eye would kill a story like this, though.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: He, yeah. The, the writing and, and the different characters and stuff and the different paths through. Yeah.
0: Fantastic. Awesome. Okay, I guess we should finish this off. I think
1: we should. So, thank you again for joining us this week on BitStorm. If you want to find us on the internet, we're on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, BitStormCast on all of those. We have a Facebook group, facebook.com slash group slash BitStorm. We're on YouTube, search for BitStorm or uh, point, click, repeat. We haven't put anything else up there yet, I don't think. Uh, no, and- no
0: not, not for a while.
1: No. And we're on Podchaser at podchaser.com slash BitStorm.
0: Awesome. We're also on Apple Podcasts and iTunes. So search for us there. Give us a rating, a review, and maybe we'll thank you. We've got a website, bitstormcast.com. We'd like to plug our friends at the AGPN, the Australasian Gaming Podcast Network. Just search for hashtag AGPN on Twitter or the australasian gaming podcast network on facebook and finally we'd like to thank Kurdust for the song mount defiance off of the album containment failure
1: that's it so thank you again for joining us this week on bitstorm i'm ben slinger
0: i'm trevor scott
1: ciao dear